Hello and welcome to the Diz Dads Podcast Midweek Destinations and Diversions Show. It's the Dad Show, your hump day Disney vacation fix for Wednesday, September 11th, 2019. The Dad Show is brought to you by Kingdom Strollers. Kingdom Strollers is Orlando's premium stroller and crib rental vendor. Why pay more for a less comfortable, less versatile stroller in the theme parks? Make your reservation at kingdomstrollers.com. You'll pay less for the rental, and they'll deliver the stroller of your choice to your resort. And pick it up from the resort at the end of your vacation for free. Kingdom Strollers, your first choice for Orlando's stroller rentals. And a Disney-featured stroller vendor. This week, the Dad Show welcomes back one of our our favorite guests, because it's always something a little different, a little unique, when we have Paul Lawson on the show. So welcome back, Paul. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, So part of what makes Paul's trip reports unique is that he travels to Walt Disney World with his family from, uh, from England, and so they have a little bit different sort of visit style. It's not like, uh, you know, we've had some folks on lately who do a weekend trip to Walt Disney World. I think it would take that long to get there, Paul, for you. It, it would, yeah, I think it would. Uh, so so Paul's trips are, are you know, the, the classic British fortnight vacation, right? Two weeks. So talk to us a little bit about the background, Paul. This one was a long time coming. It's been on your calendar and you've been counting down seemed like forever oh it did really seem like forever so so this one went into the calendar um actually three years ago um as as we're going to go into it a bit later um my son proposed to his partner the last time he was there which was uh may 2016 and they decided that they wanted to get married back at Walt Disney World this time round. So we knew we were coming back, um, but it was longer than normal. We usually go two years between visits, but we knew with all the planning and everything else that was involved, we knew this was going to be three years. So it has, it seemed like such a, such a long, long wait for this one. So three year gap between trips, but you really were planning for this one all along, you know, that this wasn't something that you stuck on the shelf and then just revisited six months out, you know, you, you were kind of getting things arranged. So talk a little bit about the, the process on the, the wedding side, right? Because that was a piece where a lot of your trip was kind of built around what you did with the wedding. And I know that you made the decision to have the sort of everybody at Walt Disney World, but instead of getting married at Walt Disney World, um, the guys found an, an off-site um, location. And I'm curious sort of how they went about finding a, an off-site location like that and, and sort of how you figured out to make the, the logistics work for it. Uh, well, um, what some people know, some people may not know, is myself and Joanne, we got married um, in Florida in 2010. Oh, right. And we we did the same. We... we um, Invited all our guests out to Florida with us from the UK, um, and but again we got married off site, um, and the reason being is, is 
is really down to as much as anything cost. Sure. And the the cost of a, a wedding at Walt Disney World runs into the thousands, if not tens of thousands. Um, whereas you can have a uh, you can have a absolutely fantastic wedding off site. The location, Stuart, Stuart's location, Stuart and Sean's location were very similar to the, what we did. So side of the lake, nice gazebo, um, and a, a lovely service. And you can have that at a fraction of the cost of what it would be to actually get married within Walt Disney World itself. Right. And the, the dream would obviously be to get married at Walt Disney World. But being realistic is making sure that you're able to then it, it, by doing it that way, then you, you're able to do all those extras. And 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 to be fair to Stuart and Sean, I mean they they went out and and they really wanted to put on a great wedding, which they did. Um, and 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 to do that, they they had to look at ways where they could actually still have a great situation, but sort of cut the cost from what it would be to a, a, a Disney wedding itself. Right, sure. And and they really did. I mean, the the whole they built a whole day of wedding celebration and and I thought it was just a fantastic plan the way it all sort of came together. Uh and I think we'll talk about the wedding maybe in in more detail in a minute. Um I wanted to kind of set the stage for that kind of coming because I think it had an impact to some extent on on the rest of the trip as well. Uh you had a, a two-week trip and and this is kind of unique. I mean, you know, we can't even buy tickets for two weeks at a time. No, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, it was it was a two week trip. So so and 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 setting everything else aside, we, the 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 main reason for the trip this time was for the wedding, right? But also, when you've been waiting for that long, you also want to have a great vacation as well. Um, and so it was always a case of it, we we we. We treated it in a way that we we could do both, right? Um, you know, and so um, as well as as the wedding, it was our first trip with our new granddaughter, uh, which was absolutely fabulous. Um, I mean, she's now eight months old, um, so she was about seven months when we when we set off, and and she absolutely loved it. Uh, she she absolutely had the time of her life her interaction with the characters her interaction with all the people we met because as you know we, we've met up with uh, a lot of the dis dads while we were out there um and 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 she was just uh, she was reveling in it she absolutely <laughs> and 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 so it was uh so there was that side of it as well um right. so and, so let, on, let's talk about a little bit about the planning that goes into a, a two-week long trip right um I, presumably this was the the usual package that you you book where you you've got your room and uh was this a, a you know the the uk free dining offer again it wasn't oh uh, really not I'll this tell time. you this no this was a completely new thing because what you may not be aware of is is this was the first time so uh myself and joanne and jade and oh that's that, right you have your dvc purchase now yeah you are first time doing dvc so um, we actually did this, everything booked individually. So we booked the flights direct with Virgin Atlantic and not through Virgin Holidays. Um, the dining obviously doesn't come with the DVC. So uh, we had a plan for that, which I'll explain in a moment. Uh -huh. The way that we did it, we, we Daryl 
a it's a different base to ourselves. So Daryl has Copper Creek points and we have Saratoga Springs. So we thought what might be fun this time is if we'd actually did a split break. We've never done a split break before. Right. So we did um, 10 days at, uh, at Copper Creek, sorry. Um, and then we did the final five days at Saratoga Springs. Oh, um, okay. In hindsight, we would now, if we did it again, we would do it the other way around. <laughs> I okay. think, you know, to, to come, and, and don't get me wrong, I love Saratoga Springs, but to come down from um, Wilderness Lodge with everything that comes with Wilderness Lodge, the, the, the package at Wilderness Lodge is absolutely beautiful. It's a stunning place. And to come down from that, to a studio in Saratoga Springs that hasn't yet been um, redeveloped, redone. Right. I, I think it was quite a step down, and I think we we realised that we'd done it the wrong way. Don't get me wrong, we still loved Saratoga. We had a great time there, but I think definitely we would have done it the other way around with hindsight. Now, um, I can understand that, especially travelling with the little one like you were, right? So Magic Kingdom was probably a big destination for you all, and it's a b- much bigger trek to Magic Kingdom from Saratoga than it is from Wilderness Lodge. Exactly. I mean, I mean the beauty. I mean, for anybody that's never been to Wilderness Lodge, if that's ever on your um, sort of radar to go there, it's absolutely fantastic for getting to the park. You literally you walk out of your room. Within five minutes, you're usually on a boat, and within 10 minutes, you're walking into magic kingdom it's absolutely brilliant so yes highly recommend it there to everybody the so, garden oh sorry go oh, on no no go ahead i was just gonna say the garden the dining plan what what i wanted to do this time around was i knew we had to buy the dining plan we didn't get it for free but we were very worried about the fact being that in the past when we do get the free dining we never eat all the food. I end up giving food away or sure. we cash in we cash in some of the counter service for snacks and then we fetch snacks home and we're eating um Disney candy for about the next six months afterwards because we've got all these <laughs> snacks. So right. this time what we what I did was I worked out exactly how much and we knew we weren't going to be doing a lot of um a lot of uh, Sit down dining. We knew we were doing a lot of count service because of Ella. We, right. we knew at six, seven months, sorry, we knew that she wouldn't take to having a lot of sit downs for, you know, they, they, they take an hour, an hour and a half. And we knew that she wouldn't want to be doing that every day because that's not what babies do. You know, they, right. they like to be about. So we decided that we were going to go for counter service anyway and just a few meals. So I worked out what the cost would be for all of us. Um, for myself, Joanne and Jade uh, and Daryl. And we worked out how much it would cost for the dining plan for the counter service meal. And we, uh, I don't know if you have them in America, but we have what we call prepaid um, currency cards over here. So you can go to a travel agent or a bureau to change uh, and you get a card and it's the same as a, it's a MasterCard. Um, it works exactly the same way as a MasterCard, but you preload it with the amount of money you want on there. Um, and, and we all got a card, uh, myself and Joanne, Jade got her own, Dal got his own. And we all got a card which had exactly how much the dining plan would have cost us for the two weeks. Okay. And anything that we did that was the same as if we'd have been using the dining plan. So if we bought a snack or if we had a meal, we, we used the card to pay for it. And so it was just, it, it, in essence, it was the same as having the actual dining plan. 
Right, but you have the flexibility to use the funds in other areas and for other things if you didn't spend it on food. Exactly, and we only put in the amount of money that would have been on the counter service dining plan. Um, And by the end of the holiday, we'd actually also paid for, I think, three or four sit-down meals as well off the same card, and we all had funds at the end that we could use to spend where we wanted. So for me now, the only way that we've worked out, the only way that dining plan works for us is if we get it for free, basically. Sure. Which now, with DVC owners, we, that won't be an option anymore going forward. So we will do the same. I think the next time we go, because Ella's going to be around three years of age, we'll be doing more sit-down meals. So we're going to do the same again, but we're going to put how much the standard dining plan would be on there. Well, let me let me suggest one other thing just to think about. Hmm? All right, here's, here's a, a dining plan hack from the pros. Um, because you're in a situation where you're almost always traveling with multiple rooms, right? Multiple separate, separate reservations. Yeah, yeah. So here's an interesting hack. One thing you might try is purchasing a deluxe dining plan for one of the rooms. Okay, yeah. And then distributing the credits across everybody. Yeah, I suppose because that what that would that would be that if we did it for my room, that would be like six meals a day. But they can be what you want them to be. Exactly, they They can be counter or table service, and the table service meals all include an appetizer that way. Which you know that may be what you need to feed Ella. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, very very true. So so yeah, I mean I mean that's a good try. I mean what we'd have to do is obviously we'd look at because the thing is the one thing that I'm. I'm a little bit bad with, well, not bad with, but one thing I do tend to try and organize things when I'm doing Disney trips down to the minute, <laughs> yes, you know, things. So, so I will know 18 months before we go, I'll know what meals we're having on what days, et cetera. Sure. Things like that. And, and it gives our, you the ability to just see whether that hack works for you or whether exactly. it doesn't. Exactly. Exactly. So, so no, no, it's a great idea. It's, it is a great idea, and it's one that we can definitely look at incorporating in. We just need to do the maths on that one. That's all. Right. Yeah. It's it's one of those things, you know. Especially if you're going to do a bunch of character meals because you're, you know, Ella's old enough to really appreciate them. It, it those do tend to add up value wise. They they do they do, and and even though they're not quite often the best actual meals themselves, the actual interaction that you get with some of the. Uh, some of the uh, cast members is absolutely yeah. it's worth it for that. Well, you know, as long as we're talking food, why don't we go ahead and start with dining? Often we end up picking that up at the end of the show, but look, when you're planning for two weeks, dining ends up being a pretty big piece of what you're dealing with. Um, so I would say, talk about maybe a couple of different things here. First, were there meals that you were particularly excited about? Um, I mean, obviously the Hoopty Doo Review as part of the wedding celebration, let's set aside. But but other than that, were there dining experiences that you were especially looking forward to on this trip? And then, you know, talk about kind of the, the other side of it. You know, how'd those go? What were the highlights? What were things that maybe weren't as good as you expected? I mean, first things first, on, on all of our trips, since basically we've been going since 95, and pretty much on, on all the trips, the first morning, the first thing we do is we go to Chef Nicky's. Uh, and that's even when we were going as adults before before Ella came along in, in, in 2016, 
it was still the first thing that we did the meal that we had was sure. was the chef mickey's and and to be honest with you it, it was magical regarding the actual characters themselves um however and it wasn't rushed either you know it's one of the it's one of the few restaurants like for example i think ohana's we've had breakfast there in the past and it seems very rushed there they literally want to get you in and then they want to get you to see the characters and then they want to get you out it -hmm. doesn't seem to come across like that at chef mickey's we always we always enjoy it yet i don't know for some reason the quality of the food this year didn't seem the same as you would remember now obviously you, you know, you remember things through roast into glasses when you're thinking of um, when when you're thinking of exceptionally happy times and things like that. So perhaps it's always the same. Um, but but this time it just seemed that the the amount of food there this year, the, the variety of food, not the amount, the variety of food this year, seemed definitely to have taken a dip. But but that is always regardless of the food, it was always would always be a a special. Uh, a special meal this time. We also did uh, Whispering Canyon Cafe. I don't think you can stop um, at Wilderness Lodge and not do Whispering Canyon Cafe. Um, the amount of food that you get there <laughs> is unbelievable. <laughs> and then they, you come in and, and so you, you literally, you want, I don't know, you want, you just want some more mashed potatoes uh, and they'll fetch your full skillet back out. Right. You know what I mean? And, they, and yeah. you feel obliged to, to uh, you feel obliged to eat what they've fetched out, but they they just overface us such a lot uh, with the food there this time. Interesting fact about that: what I didn't realise, and I thought the food went to waste if it didn't get eaten. But you know, when you see the uh, the buses that say it's run on biodiesel, right. and they actually make the biodiesel from the food wastage. So every morning, uh-huh. all the food gets all the food that's not been eaten gets collected from places like. Whispering Canyon Cafe, and they go off to the processing plant. They make the biodiesel, which then gets come back to Disney, and um, and powers the buses. So, so basically, interesting. If you ever, if you ever are feeling a bit guilty about all the food that you've left there, you know, it sort of helps you a little bit. But, a little but bit. It's, it's great as usual. It was really, really good. They, they, they made quite a fuss of everybody there because we had birthdays and obviously we had Stuart and Sean that were there as well so because because everybody that came from the UK was there when we did that meal and so that was a great meal as well other than that then after that other than what we did with on the wedding day itself we we tended to do the quick service right and we did a lot of the quick service because there's a lot of new quick service that we'd never tried right before. well so and that's that was kind of where i was headed next with this which is i think that you know we've talked over the years about how the disney has really kind of upped their game in terms of the quality and variety of, of table service meals i feel like over the last couple of years especially maybe that that's happened. It's sort of trickled down a bit to the the quick service as well. Um, yeah. So, what what are some examples of some quick service that really stood out to you as being, you know, meals that impressed you for for being quick service? Um, we um, went to Deluxe Burger. I think for a burger and for the price of the burger as well. Um, I think that was that was a really nice meal. Um, really, really enjoyed Deluxe Burger. Um, yeah, it, and the uh, and the smoked and the smoked bourbon chocolate shake at Deluxe Burger may be my favorite thing to drink in all of Walt Disney World. 
Oh, and that's saying something because uh, you know what I mean. There's a lot to do <laughs> Walt Disney World, so that's yeah. something. Everything. Um, I I pretty much had virtually an alcohol-free holiday this time around, oh, so okay. I didn't I, I didn't try anything uh, anything as exotic as that this time around. To be honest. <laughs> Uh, but no, so Deluxe Burger was great. Uh, disappointed because we never got to um, the oh, the pizza. Um, oh, Blaze? Blaze. We never got to Blaze. Really wanted to try Blaze. Uh, we never got there, uh, which was a shame. Um, in the hotel itself, um, in Wilderness Lodge, we found that the um, – so they do sort of a crossover – um, there, where they do uh, Geyser Point, yes, which is almost counter service, almost sit down, right? You know, yeah. I mean? it's kind of that so, hybrid experience, exactly. And I think that is a great way forward. Um, we 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 had I had the um, I had the Buffalo Burger, and Jade and Joanne both had the Chicken Burger, and we all thought how they, they were absolutely beautiful. Um, the 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 feeling was very much as though we were having a sit-down meal, but the prices were basically the same as what we would have paid if we'd have been um, eating uh, counter service and having the same thing. I think there may have been a dollar, dollar fifty difference per right. meal. Um, so next to nothing. Um, so, so again, absolutely great there. Um, one place that we were really disappointed with, and I mean genuinely disappointed. Now, I don't know if this was actually tarnished a little bit because. It was our um, it was our last day. We were ready for coming home, so we were a bit we were a bit. Um, uh, everybody's a bit cranky <laughs> before you head out. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but that was the um, chicken place that is connected to um, Planet Hollywood. Um, the chicken guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. The guy, the um, guy Fieri's uh, uh, chicken nugget place. Exactly, exactly. And, and we again, we were looking forward to that because we've seen the views of it and everybody's saying how great it was and, and everything else. And to be honest with you, we found it actually... Um, the chi- For us, we've had, we've had a chicken tender meal at a water park that was more enjoyable than that meal was. Ouch. You know what I mean? So, so and, 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 and that, the, the entire... And it wasn't just a case of one of us got a bad experience but the others enjoyed it we all pretty much said the same so i know for a fact we definitely will we definitely will do deluxe burger again we definitely will do guys point again but definitely wouldn't do the chicken guy uh place again that that's definitely now um off our list of places to go right. so yeah and then a lot of the other stuff that we did was basically your standard um counter service fare because the key to all this was we wanted to take it easy, but we also wanted to give um, Jade and Ella as much chance to have as many experiences as they could. Sure. So basically what we wanted to do was actually not waste time on sort of over planning on where we go. So we got hungry. Great. Where are we near to that? Sure. That's where we're going to have something to eat. Right. So preserving your flexibility and your ability to, you know, stand in line a little longer for a character meet if that's what Ella wanted to do rather than yeah. rush to your dining reservation. Exactly. And do you know, I was a bit scared when we went there the, because, like I say, I love to plan all the meals. I like to make sure we know exactly what we're having every day of the week and, and everything else. So I was a bit worried before we went that I would find it too 
disorganised, but actually it was great. It was really, really good. It wasn't a case of we were stood there for ages thinking where we're going to go. We literally said, that this is where we are. That's how close we are to that. Let's go. It was great. All right. Um, so let's, let's move to talking a little bit uh, in more detail uh, about the the resort. I mean, we're, we're kind of doing this one backwards. So let's, let's move to talking about the resorts. You stayed in in a couple of different resorts, right? You started off at, uh, Copper Creek over at Wilderness Lodge, and then you finished up at Saratoga. We've kind of talked generally about the fact that, you know, the, the Copper Creek rooms are obviously brand new. They just built the, that whole section within what, about three years ago. Uh, and, and Saratoga, I think we've, all talked about the fact that they're sort of just starting to get around to updating those rooms. Um, but, but talk about the specific things that you really liked about the, the rooms over at at Copper Creek. And, and first of all, what, what kind of room did you end up going ahead and booking? And then did it, you know, how did it meet your needs? Well, we, we, we had a free studio apartments and, uh, we managed to get them all very close to each other, which was great because we we asked we asked for specific rooms, but we said if we can't get these rooms, um, could we at least just have rooms together? Sure, uh, and they were great like that. So literally, we were next door to Daryl, and immediately across the hallway was Jade and Ella. So we were very close, uh, and there were studio apartments. Um, they, to be honest with you, they seem a very nice size. Uh, I know a lot of people talk about the fact being that as more and more DVC gets built, the rooms tend to get smaller and smaller and smaller. But these these were a good size. They were plenty big enough. Um, very modern, like you said. Things, little extras that which which actually you take for granted or we will take for granted. Things like all the plug sockets also had USB sockets in there as well, so we didn't have to take all our adapters that we needed uh, plugs to, right. changing from UK to America. We could literally just put the USB in and everything connected up fine. Um, things like the facilities within the actual room itself, so the coffee machine, um, the microwave and everything else, all great. However, as you know, we're from the UK. <laughs> we, drink, we drink tea. We don't drink coffee. Right. Um, but it just—I literally called up to um, reception, and and within five minutes, they they had a kettle for everybody. You know, what I mean, oh, so we fantastic. Could tea. And and it was and it and I think that's where they excelled. There, the rooms were great, but it was powered by the staff, the the hotel there. You know, the fact being that that how accommodating the were so and 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 especially the staff that dealt with the room so we had a guy that came to see us on the first day we were there and he said look i'm the person that will deal with everything for your rooms i'll be coming in every day and doing this just want you to know if you need anything and you know just because it's dvc doesn't mean to say you can't ask for stuff so if you need next toiletries if you need this that or the other just let me know and it's there and they really were true to the word so so, yeah, the rooms and the staff that dealt with the rooms were absolutely spot on um, at Wilderness Lodge. Really were very, very good. Well, that's that's great to know. And just so folks know, even if you're not a, a DVC person, those um, studios at Wilderness Lodge can be a, a really great option for some folks because um, it, it's a, a bit of a weird inversion. But um, the, at Wilderness Lodge, the studios will accommodate up to five. The uh, 
the one bedroom suite will only accommodate up to four. (laughs) So, so you can put five in those studios. They price surprisingly friendly, uh, even for, for cash bookings, when you consider that you can put five in them. Um, and you know, obviously there was no complaint here from Paul about the, the beds, right. That are, are not, you know, there's one queen bed and then there's the, the fold out bed. So there's, yeah, yeah, there's a a queen bed, a fold out bed, uh, bed and a fold out sleeper chair to accommodate the fifth person. Um, so, so I, you know, this w- is consistent with what I've heard from other folks too, that the, the fold out beds are plenty comfortable. Um, and if you're looking for accommodations for five in the magic kingdom area, but you're trying to stay under the price point of the monorail resorts that have the day bed to accommodate a fifth person, um, this is a way to do it and still be in the yeah, magic kingdom area. Exactly. Especially if you've got a, an infant with you as well. So if you've got, uh, you know, if you, if you had, we decided that we wanted our own sort of space. We want our own privacy and we had the point. So that's why we didn't share with the kids and the kids were happy to, to, to do their own thing. Right. But we could quite happily have had ourselves, myself and Joanne and Jade and Ella and even Daryl, we could have all shared the same place. And, and, you know, we, we, we could have made that work. He, he, there is plenty of space in there. Yeah. Um, the bathroom as well, actually, I didn't need to quickly mention the bathrooms are lovely, slightly different from how they normally have. So instead of having like a, a little door, you walk in, they have these massive mirrored doors that just sort of slide across. Um, and, and that really helps with the space within there because oh, you've yeah. not got an open door that you have to sort of get out of the way. It literally just slides out of the way. So it's really cool. Very that good is rooms. Cool. Um, so that, that's great. So, so, now it makes a little more context for us to understand, you know, this was such a great experience at, at Wilderness Lodge plus the lodge itself. You transferred over to Saratoga um, and you, you know, you could tell, you could hear the disappointment a little bit in, the, in your voice, Paul. Can't, can't yeah. blame you. Um, talk, talk about the, the sort of the weaknesses that stood out in the move over to uh, Saratoga. I think a couple of main things that, that jump out of you straight away. Location-wise, it's absolutely fantastic for Disney Springs. You, you, you literally you can get up and you can you can walk there, which we did a couple of times, or you can get up and just walk to uh, catch a boat, and you can get be across there in five minutes. So, so for Disney Springs, that's great. But for we we are very much of the that because we only get out there every two to three years. We we will do a park every day. We don't have an off day where we don't do a park. Um, we don't do all day at the parks, but we do do a park every day. Right. Um, and so that is where we definitely found that uh, because of where we were as well, uh, we were we were just across from um, from the main area for Saratoga Springs. Um, and because of that, we were the last bus stop. So we did even have a couple of times when the bus would come and it would be full. So we had to wait for the next bus. Um, so so getting to some places was a bit of a bind um, to the degree that uh, a couple of times we actually got the uh, the minivans. Um, oh, yeah. And and we did that, which is, which you, you know, that with the Disney transportation in, you don't want to be doing minivans all the time because it used to be that it was a flat fee, twenty dollars anywhere on site. It's not now. It, it, it's I think it's powered by I think it's called Lyft. Yeah, is the company that do it for them now. And so every trip is 
every trip is priced individually now. Um, and, and an average from a park to Saratoga Springs, it was working out around about $30. Um, so, you know, do that plus the tip on time. It, that can run expensive in the end. So um, transportation, not having it quite as as, as good as it was at Wilderness Lodge, that definitely... Um, that definitely sort of was a bit of a disappointment. However, we expected it. We knew we'd been to Saratoga before, so it wasn't a surprise. It was something that we were aware was going to happen. I think the main surprise for us was the fact being that the rooms, how how sort of old the rooms were looking. Um, they, they were starting to, you could tell that, they, that they'd that been built quite a while ago. You could tell that they'd not been updated in in a long time um and i, th- I think that de- it definitely didn't have that that magic that we had when we was in wilderness it it felt like any other room that you could get anywhere in the orlando area uh-huh. and that's what we love about disney the fact being that we always stay on disney because you you know you are staying on disney and right. it, and it you know just by your just by your immediate surroundings within your hotel room and everything else you know you're on Disney. So Saratoga Springs itself hadn't lost that. You go into the foyer, the staff were still great. Going to the shops, they were great, and the restaurant, everything. You know, if you see staff out and about, they were great. The the rooms just look old. However, as common knowledge now, they're 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 in the process of a total renovation and looking at the pictures that they've put out for what the renovations are going to be like, we're actually really looking forward to staying there next time around. Sure. Sure. All right. Uh, So let's delve into the parks here a bit and talk about things that stood out when you're in the parks every day for two weeks we're not going to try and do a day by day touring plan. Um, no. but, but we can talk about things that stood out on one side or the other. What, what things were particularly impressive, particularly enjoyable, which things maybe were a little disappointing or, or had problems. Um, and let's just start, uh, in, in the magic kingdom, because I'm sure you spent a good chunk of time there. I know that that's the first place we ran into you, uh, was in, in the magic kingdom. So what, what were the things about magic kingdom that stand out? I mean, Magic Kingdom is Magic Kingdom. It stands out on its own regardless. I mean, it's such, it's got the right name because it is such a magical place anyway. Um, but there was a couple of, um, couple of new things. We had a new fireworks show we'd never seen happily ever after before. Um, and that was great to see. Now, the actual, I know for people that's never been to Walt Disney World before, um, they would look at happily ever after and they would say that is the best show you know, we've ever seen in our life. They're, they're that kind of show. We still have um, a bit of a, we still have a very much a soft spot for wishes because that is the one that we, that is the one that when our kids were young, that's the one that the first show that we saw. So even though it didn't have all the dynamics of happily ever after, that will still hold a special place for us. However, um, happily ever after was such a great show in itself. It was, it was really, really was unbelievably, uh, unbelievably good. Um, also, the um, the new dance party that they do as well. When you have an infant with you, 
that loves music like Ella does, and she does. She loves music. She, she, you know, she, 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 she really um, gets so excited about music and everything else. And the fact being, the way it stops and you can get out and you can dance in the street and everything else, I think that's a great thing. Um, I, I yeah. think it's 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 good interaction for people with smaller kids. Um, and and there's so much to do, and 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 there's so many people rushing from place to place to place to place. Actually, having somewhere where you can say, you know, we're going to stop a bit, we're going to have a bit of a boogie, we're going to, you know, just chill out a little bit and enjoy ourselves. That was great. I mean, I love that to bits. Um, and yeah, and and then excited about seeing things like the new roller coaster going up. Um, I wish that we'd had a few things that are sort of like the 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 sidewalk way that goes up toward the castle being blocked off and things like that uh, quite a lot of um quite a lot of boards up around certain things that was a disappointment right. um you get that and i mean the park has to the park has to sort of develop if it doesn't all of a sudden you get to a situation like you've got for example epcot at the moment where they actually have to do a lot all at the same time because a lot of things have sort of got wore down Um, And and that's the cool thing about Magic Kingdom, that it is constantly, yes, you have to put up with the fact being that you have boards around certain things. Virtually every time you go, there'll be boards around somewhere. Um, (laughs) But they just seemed seemed quite a bit extra this time around. But exciting for things to come. As always, it will always be a special place towards Magic Kingdom. Uh, First part we go to, the last part we go to at the end of this holiday. So it will always carry that special place. And it didn't disappoint. Certainly didn't disappoint this time around. All right. Uh, and so let's go ahead and hop a monorail and head over to Epcot. I know that uh, in the past, Epcot has been a favorite. I know that we've run into you in Epcot before. Um, we have. So what what were highlights? You know, Epcot's a very different park to experience when you've got an infant with you. It, it is. I mean, and again, when we were out there last time, Soaring was closed down because they were in the middle of the oh, uh, going from adding Soaring, the, yeah, California. switching over to the world and, and exactly. adding the theater. Lastly, so so we so uh, it was great to get back on Soaring again. Really, really enjoyed that. Um, um, and and really sort of took in everything about that section of um. Epcot because we knew that next time we came back, this Epcot is a very familiar place to us. You know, I mean, I could literally, you could show me a photo of Epcot and it could be a small six foot by six foot photo. Chances are I'd be able to say to you, yeah, I know where that is in Epcot. I know, and we know that in next time we go, Epcot, which has been very stable for the last 20 years, is going to look very different. Um, there's going to be a lot of buildings gone. There's going to be a lot of new buildings there. Um, I'm not going to be able to get a Beverly, which I'm really disappointed about. <laughs> um, I'm one of the few that loves Beverly. I really do. Um, so, so yeah, it's, um, it is a great, great park. I love it to bits. But again, like I said, it, it's, it's now the time is right for him to do this wholesale. Let's pretty much gut it and start again, deciding that side because he was needing it. And, you know, I was going on rides that I went on in 95 when we first went, which is not necessarily a bad thing. Mm -hmm. However, 
you want to see some development. And that sort of area really hasn't developed at all um, in the last 20, 25 years. It's, it's been pretty much the same all that time. So it was ready. Right. I um, agree. And going that World Showcase, World Showcase is always, for me, it's, it's, one of those, it's one of those pleasures of being able to say that we've got no timetable. We don't have to be there and then there and then there at a certain time. We don't even have to see everything because we know we're going to do this more than once. You just take, and, and again, you've done this with us before, you just take a, straight, a, a, a leisurely stroll around Will Showcase and you go wherever it takes you. You now, know, Paul, let me ask you this, because yep. it strikes me as something that's relevant to this whole issue of just that relaxed stroll around World Showcase. And that is, I know that in the past, your trip would have been maybe a little bit later in the season so that you would catch part of the Food and Wine Festival. Yeah. And this yes. time, you know, you traveled in August, so you were there just pre-Food and Wine Festival. Did you miss yep. the festival? Very much so. I mean, don't get me wrong. There, there is still a lot of booths and a lot of places where you can get, um, you know, you can try those little nibbles and things like that. But, but food and wine festival is very special to us because since food and wine first started, we've we've always gone in food and fine, uh, food and wine time. The only time that we didn't go, we went, and it was actually the um, the garden festival, which is pretty much food and wine. Mark two, uh, right? Really. Yeah, we, we joke. We refer to it often as as food and wine light. Exactly. Yeah. So 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 basically, this one was devoid of any food and wine. So uh, so yes, I mean, we definitely noticed the difference. Um, however, we, and, and I mean, this is the last couple of visits we've been because everybody's been adults. The last couple of trips we've been, it's very much a case of going back to what I was saying. I didn't drink much on this one at all. Is when we do the walk around the world, it would be a time. It'd be one of the few times when I'm in Florida where I will say that, and everybody would say the same. We will try a few samples. We'll try a beer. We'll try, uh, you know, we'll try that fancy cocktail that they're doing over there or something like that. Whereas this time round, because we've got Ella with us, we really weren't bothered. So we didn't miss that side of it. Uh, which I, which again, I thought we probably would, but we didn't at all. We we, we weren't nearly both. I had um, I never get this pronounced. Is it a Schoffelhofer? Um, oh, yeah, the the Schoffelhofer. Yes. So I love that. I love that drink, but but it's not a beer. It's it's basically it's not. It's barely a shandy. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? So so you can drink that, and it's like drinking a, a it's like drinking a pop, as we call right, it. Right, right. It's it's, it's so, good for breakfast. <laughs> yes, yeah, basically, yeah, yeah, basically. So so yeah, so I had one of those on the way around this time. Um, but no, we took in the excitement. Well, not excitement, but we took in because because we weren't sort of concentrating on the food and wine side of it. It actually meant that we were looking in places that perhaps. We'd neglected in the past a couple of times we've been, right? Because there wasn't the distraction of food and wine. So well, that's I true. And food. and so are are there any attractions that you you did, you know, maybe specifically because you weren't spending time at food and wine, and maybe because you had Ella with you that maybe pleasantly surprised you things that that you would you hadn't either hadn't experienced before, or hadn't experienced in a long time because. You know, you you just were busy with food and wine most of the time. Exactly. I mean, again, because we've got we because first time we've taken a a child with us in such a long time, we did things like the going round to each to each world and 
and getting the um, getting the card signed, getting oh, yeah. the passport signed. That was great. You know what I mean? And and the, the thing is, that was great. Ella didn't know what we were doing. She she did she all. It was just a stop for her. But I could see the joy <laughs> right. in Jade's face. Jade absolutely loved that. And the first first time, as soon as we got to a land, the first thing she did that I need to know where I need to go to get this signed for Ella because she was excited to get that done for her. And it's a, a memento for her that she's going to show her later on. Um, and and I think that was it. He was going into the little shops that we would usually miss. Um, going into you know the. Uh, the the little attractions um exploring these was um i think what what makes what made this quite a special trip but again i mean for me the views around world showcase there's no way you can go that isn't a fantastic view um surprised and very pleasantly surprised because everybody was saying how the uh, guardians of the galaxy Right, the actual yep. building was bigger than the 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 uh, ball, <laughs> right. and how it was going to be a blight on the landscape and everything. You don't notice it. No, you the, don't. They colour schemed it in such a great way uh, that you genuinely and I'm, I mean, it's not that they've they've painted clouds on and things like that. They've just literally done the dark green at the bottom, the light blue at the top. But how they've managed to get that sort of light blue that exactly matches the sky in Orlando, I don't know. But they've managed it, and and, and it doesn't blight it. So. That's what I think I love about World Showcase is the fact being that it isn't any one specific thing. It's lots of little things that make it a lovely place. Yeah. Yeah. And and I mean, that's just a, a great synopsis of the conversation I have with people so many times who say, uh, you know, they want to wait till the kid's older to take them so that the kid's going to remember it. And, you know, you just said it, the, the look on Jade's face. I always tell him whether the kid's going to remember it or not, you're going to remember it. Exactly. You're building your memories. Yeah. Uh, all right. So we've been in Epcot. Let's go ahead and take that friendship boat across the way to Hollywood Studios. Um, another near-miss experience. How devastating was it that you left Orlando, what, two weeks before Galaxy's Edge opened? Two weeks before Galaxy's Edge. Do you know, you'd think we'd have been really disappointed. However, um, knowing now we've got the DVC, knowing that actually the DVC will outlast me. I know that because I've got about 40 odd years on it. And I know I'm not going to be going to Walt Disney World when I'm 100. So um, the DVC will outlast me. So I know I'm going to have more than enough time to visit Galaxy's Edge. And the thing is, what I don't, what I look at is I look at how much the holiday has cost me. And if I go and spend eight hours queuing for a ride, those eight hours are probably costing me something like a thousand dollars. You know what I mean? Because that's how much right, right. I've had to pay for those eight hours to be there. Right. And the thing is, you know, I don't need to be the first one on that ride. I don't need to see that thing first. I'm happy for other people to do that queuing up and everything else. And we will see it next time around. So yeah, it was a disappointment in in a sense. However, it wasn't such a disappointment that I was kicking myself for it, knowing that, you know, 2021, when we go back again, it'll still be there. Sure. Um, they'll have ironed out all the kinks, and the queue won't be anywhere near as long as what they are now. Well, I don't know, possibly. <laughs> um, Hopefully. Depending when we go this time, so. Right. All right. No, that's a that's a really, I think, a healthy perspective. Um, 
So, so other than that, what things about Hollywood Studios stood out? And I have to guess that that pre Galaxy's Edge opening, it, it's a bit of a sort of feast or famine almost in Hollywood Studios with a, a you know young child especially. There's a few things that are big highlights, but overall maybe a limited number of things that are are engaging for a younger child. So talk about your Hollywood studios experiences. Um, I mean, one of the actually best experiences that we've, we had was in Hollywood studios because Ella, like I said, Ella loves music. She absolutely adores music and she's got um, quite a, there's, there's a, a character um, on Disney, which is called fancy Nancy. And if you've not got, a preschooler infant, <laughs> you've probably got no clue who Fancy Nancy is. But whenever she comes on the TV and she starts singing, Ella's eyes just light up. Her head snaps around to see where she is. Absolutely loves her. And they've done a meet and greet now with Fancy Nancy there. And again, Ella knew who she was. When she saw her, she knew who she was. And you could see the excitement in her face, the music playing in the background. Um, Jade had sort of made a little fancy Nancy outfit, so she'd got the same sort of clothes on, but in baby, and um, and they made a massive fuss of her. So they made an absolutely massive fuss of her, um, and that was a proper highlight. Um, the the only other time, and it's, and it's going back a little bit. The only other time is when we went to see Cinderella in Magic Kingdom. Um, because again, Jade um, got um, Ella a, Cinder- a little Cinderella dress, and obviously, Ella is named after Cinderella. Right. Um, so, so because of that, they made a fuss of her there, uh, and so the magic moment in, in sorry in, in Hollywood Studios for us was, I think, that interaction that she had with the Fancy Nancy character. Uh, it was lovely. Ella loved it. Jade loved it. We loved it, um, and, and it was really, really good. Disappointment for me in Hollywood Studios, which might be a surprise, was Toy Story Land. Really? Um, it was. I think, and I know what the problem is, and I know it will be a different experience next time. But because of the way that Toy Story Land is going to work, and the fact being you're going to go through Toy Story Land and you're going to be able to get out at Galaxy's Edge. Oh, okay. And, and since that wasn't open yet, it was kind of a dead end. It was, exactly. So you'd walk all the way down. Um, the queues, because Galaxy's Edge hadn't opened yet, the queues um, were still massive, still very, very big um, in there for a lot of the things. So it was literally a walk through quite a bottleneck of people. So even if there's, even if you're not going on a ride, it's quite narrow. So you head out there and you've, you're heading one way, but everybody else that's been that way are heading back towards you. Um, and so... So for me, I'm looking forward to going again next time and exploring that. A, when Ella's a little bit bigger, um, but B, also when the other entrance is open, so it's more free-flowing. And I think it will be more free-flowing then. Um, It won't have that bottleneck dead-end side to it. It will be a case you're coming one side and you're out the other. And I'm looking forward to that. So that that was a little bit of a disappointment for me. The fact being that even after, I think it's... I don't know if it's been 12 months or a bit longer than 12 months. Even after all that time, you, you were still talking a two-hour-plus queue most days um, to go on Slinky Dog. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and the way that they do the fast passes, it, meaning that you can't sort of book Slinky Dog 
um, and Whirling Aliens or, you know, any of the other bigger rides, again, they were quite, um, that was quite, it was, it was quite disappointing. Um, The the shows that we knew Ella would love, we actually loved it like we do every time. So uh, Beauty and the Beast, uh, Ella absolutely loved Beauty and the Beast. Um, She really enjoyed... um, just about everything there, to be honest with you, because I think it's, it's, it was, a, it's very, even now it is quite visual. So, yes. so you still see quite a lot of things there. And, and I think she enjoyed that side of it because it, it's visual, but very intimate. Yeah. And the things that we find that are quite off putting, the fact being that you have got the cues and the bottlenecks and everything else didn't bother Ella because she was just people watching, watching the wheel go by. And she, she did actually, uh, she actually loved it there. Food experience-wise, we didn't do a lot other than counter service there, uh, to be honest with you. Yeah. I think of all the parks, I think um, Hollywood Studios is probably uh, the most disappointing. However, we did go in the ABC commissionery, and for anybody that's not been in there lately, they've completely changed the menu in there now. Um, and actually, the food in there was excellent. Um, really? Again, it was well, actually that's, that's good to hear because you know it had gotten pretty awful as a quick service and and I, I was sort of suspicious of it as they started pitching it as essentially a, a you know a, a table service meal now. It, well, I was just going to say that it's, it's a very much very much reminded me a little bit of it's not table service. You still go and pick up your meal yourself. It doesn't right. get delivered to you anything like that. However, the quality of food is a lot better. So and, and the quality and quantity. So. Um, I know that um, we had ribs. Uh, one of the meals that we had there, we had the ribs, and it was a really big stack of ribs. You know, what I mean, there was me and Joanne shared it, and there was plenty for us to have. Uh, the desserts were very nice. Um, the uh, the drinks they've gone um, fountain that is out. Um, so you go and refill yourself. You don't have to worry about going back to the counter to get a refill or anything like that. So yeah, I. I was because because we've been the same. We've been in the past and we've been to ABC in years past and for you know that certainly wasn't anything special. Uh, but no, we enjoyed it this time. So uh, that is a a, a Lawson family recommendation. If you are looking for something good to eat um, in Hollywood Studios, definitely try there. Okay, um, so we've got one park left to talk about: Disney's Animal Kingdom, which yeah. has changed quite a bit since the last time you were there it, it has um but some of the things that's changed we didn't get to see oh, uh, okay. we didn't get to see we didn't see the rivers of light um just because the plans that we had just didn't fit in we've waiting there on those evenings just to see the rivers of light sure. um the lion king was in a new place Yep. Um, which 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 we loved. We always love Lion King. It's always a great uh, experience in there. Um, but then overall, with that, we we did a lot of the the things that the the, the Finding Nemo show, um, we, which again uh, was was we I for me the Finding Nemo show is as good. It's not as long as what you'd find, but it's as good as as any show that you'd find similar to it on Broadway almost because the fact the, the actual effort that goes into it, uh, run very much the same way as what they do. The lion King on Broadway, the way that you have actual actors that carry the, 
puppets, uh, not puppets, they sort of, I don't know what they call them, but they, they, they hand puppets and everything about. The way that they do that, I think that show is exceptional. The colour of it and everything, again, had Ella mesmerised. Absolutely loved that. Um, and then other things that we would normally do, um, because of the restrictions we had, we didn't do so much. We only did Expedition Everest once, whereas we'd usually do that multiple times. Um, Calorie River Rapids, we didn't do at all, uh, which we would usually do. We didn't see the uh, show that gets projected onto the Tree of Life. So don't get me wrong, we enjoyed our time at um, Animal Kingdom. Just not a lot well, of it. But yeah, exactly. We it was very much a case of um, you know, we 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 got what we wanted out of it. We did go into Pandora. Um we didn't go on the uh we didn't go at the one that where you get on it's like a bike, uh you get on and you, you actually ride the um uh you you ride the um oh what do you call it now? Oh, that you're talking about the flight of passage? Flight of passage. So sorry about that. Flight of passage. Okay. Yeah, we didn't do flight of passage because I we couldn't get fast passes for it, and I knew that I wouldn't be able to do it anyway because I these last few years I've I've, I've started suffering quite bad with travel sickness uh-huh. and rides like that tend to knock me off for quite a few hours if I go on it. So I knew I wouldn't be able to do that anyway. And Joanne and Jade weren't bothered. Um, enjoyed the um, the river ride though. Um, enjoyed that a great deal. A great, nice bit of air conditioning um, and very visually lovely. Um, so we enjoyed that a lot. And we were literally, we had fast passes and we were on within 10 minutes. So that, that was um, the Nava River journey. That was yeah. really good. Uh, enjoyed that. Great. Enjoyed most of the experience in there. Though I've got to say, the cantina, that wasn't our favourite place to eat. You know, we did try it. I think that that'd definitely be down as an acquired taste. That one, ah, uh, yes, the Satuli Canteen. It, it is uh, unique. It's it's a very different approach, and yeah, I mean, I I can see that if you're, especially if you're not expecting it, right? Um, yeah, it, it can be a bit of a challenging can. menu to order from, even. It can, it can, it really can. All right. Um, so I, I want to talk now about some specifics in terms of the the wedding day because um, that was its own sort of entity. Um, and just to kind of give people an overview, the wedding itself was a, a morning wedding followed in t- sort of terms of the, the celebration. Um, you know, people reconvened for uh, hoop to do review later in the day. And then that proceeded on to um, an evening experience uh, with a, a fireworks cruise. So talk about sort of how those things you know how how you set up that schedule was it was it piece I mean, by piece this, was it kind of a you had an overall picture from the beginning how how did that all come together i mean this was all Stuart and sean um okay. they, you know they 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 really they sort of had an idea of what they wanted to do they want they wanted it to be a full day right um things have changed a lot um over the last sort of two years about what was going to happen originally it was going to be um it was going to be a dessert party at epcot um the um the thing that put them off about the dessert you know for the evening side of it the the thing that put them off about that was a you'll have just eaten at hoop de doo so whether or not you want dessert anyway Uh, but secondly with the dessert party um if you have 
um, inclement weather, um, they don't cancel it. They actually just take you to a room and they do it in a room. Exactly. Yeah, they do. They move it indoors. Exactly. And then to be honest with you, that's no different than just going into any place and just having a dessert. You know, right. it, it takes away that special thing about it. Um, whereas we knew that unless it was really bad, we knew that the um, the firework crews would carry on and happen. Who did do? Um, I think they were pretty adamant all the way along that who did do was going to happen. He's, again, it's been a family favourite. Um, since we first went, I think when we first went, we did Hoopty Doo, and I don't think we've missed a year where we've not gone to Hoopty Doo. And it, and it's a strange, it's a strange situation with Hoopty Doo because the thing is, for anybody again that's not done it before, if you've done the Hawaiian show, um, we, me and Joanne have done that uh, three times the Hawaiian show, but we don't do it every year because it's the same show, and and you know and and. And so you think to yourself, well, I don't need to do that every time. Oh, you right. go to Who Did Do, it is exactly the same show, the same jokes, the same punchline, everything about it is exactly the same. But each time it seems as though you're watching it for the first time, you laugh at the same jokes. You know what's coming, but you still anticipate it and everything else. So it's it's been a firm favourite with us for, for years and years and years. So that was always going to be um, on the plans. And, and, and the wedding itself, I mean... I think they really did a great job of a choosing the wedding venue. I think the actual venue, and it was such a, as you can you can testify yourself, you would not even have known it was there from the outside. Oh yeah, I mean we we took a um, a lift to the the wedding, and I wasn't sure that the driver you know knew where he was going initially. Exactly, I was I was the same. That was the same because it, from the outside, and it said something like um, um, ski, uh, jet ski place, and everything else. I thought, no, this cannot be right. Um, and it was so close as well to Disney Springs. It was literally yeah. just out spring. Um, and then when you get there, um, you walk around the corner, and you see the gazebo, you see the seas, and you see the beautiful lake behind you, and everything else. And the venue was absolutely beautiful. I think um, the uh, the the Oh yeah, it was a, it was beautiful. It was the it was a great day. I mean, we didn't get yeah. any of the. Um, I mean, it was hot, but it was August in in Orlando. Of course, it was going to be hot, yeah. but but there wasn't any of the like. It was a clear day. There was a breeze. Uh, none of the. the it didn't yeah, threaten to rain time. on us at all. Well, I think it rained while we were in Hoobie Doo. So it the, did, so the but, hour but, and a half. but not but not in the morning at the no. outdoor venue. No, certainly not. Um, and, and no, it was beautiful. The weather was absolutely. I think Stuart and Sean were a little bit worried about the weather, but no, everything about the day, weather-wise, and everything else was brilliant. I think as well um, for for people that that are regular Diz dads, you'll know Tim Hicks. Uh, yeah. Everybody knows Tim Hicks. He did an absolutely outstanding job of doing yes. the service well. He really did. Uh, it was beautiful. He, you know, he put a lot of thought into what he. You know, he didn't just take something from a book. And and say that that's what I'm going to read. You could see put a lot of love and everything else into it. So so yeah, I, I mean, from beginning to end, the way that it had been organised, the time frame that you had seemed to be just right for everything. It, it was just it was just a great experience beginning to end. And you know, even the fact being so, we were we were at Hoop de Do um, probably an hour before. Great chance to go into the bar, have a couple of drinks before we went in. Um, 
And, yeah, and, that and, poor bartender, but working by himself behind <laughs> that bar at Fort Wilderness, I felt so so sorry for that poor guy. He was hustling. Well, I- I wouldn't. I wouldn't feel too sorry for him. He, he got a decent tip, Aaron. I'll tell All you right. That. So well, there you go. I, I figured you'd take good care of him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Don't think. Anything. But it was great. I mean, the fact that even that part of it was great because it was the sort of it was the chill out after the wedding, you know, and people could sit. And I loved that part because I, I sort of went from table to table, and and because we had a lot of our you know our American friends were there, yourself and family. Yeah. And, and it was great. That was a it was a uh, kind of a nice relaxed time to catch up with people because as much as as much fun as Hoopty Doo was, it's loud in there. It's hard to have an ongoing conversation. And during the wedding, we were all focused on the wedding, so you know you yeah. can't really sit and chat. And it was a nice relaxed time to just have a conversation. I know that that my son had a great time talking comics with Randall. I know, I know, yeah, I do know, I know, and I mean, th- that was the first time I'd met Randall as well, um, and he was everything I expected him to be, you know, <laughs> a bit more, than, and, uh, and and so yeah, and it was, it was a great time. Um, I, I feel very blessed with the friends that I've made um, on the distance, um, and to have so many of them there. Um, was absolutely fantastic and that was a great like you say a lot of the other times while we were there it was it was quite noisy we had things that we had to do and stuff like that so that was a great hour chill out and and just enjoy you know just enjoy the chatter uh, it was it was very very good yeah i agree uh, and then the the fireworks cruise, I, I ended up having to bow out i had some kid issues i felt terrible about that but um I, you know you were right. It was kind of threatening to to rain on us at that point. So how how did that all sort of uh, how did how did you handle that? It, well, it was good. I mean, we it did rain quite heavily um, for the sort of the hour leading up to that. So we were all sort of huddled inside, um, huddled inside the hotel uh, because we actually got the boats um, from um, Polynesian. Okay. Um, so we got the boats from Polynesian. So we were all huddled in there. Um, and it very much was a case of we 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 didn't know whether or not that was actually going to happen or not. Um, and then somebody upstairs had a look down at us and said, "Do you know it's they've had enough rain for today?" And so, about literally ten minutes before we were due to go out on the boats, the 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 sky just cleared. Um, it became dry again, and and we were able to enjoy it. So it was quite a tense moment waiting for it to happen but but no it was really good in the end we 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 had a it just started a little spit of rain as we were starting to get off the boat to be honest with oh, you nice again, so you got the whole but, hold the whole show itself without the rain with a clear sky clear sky now the 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 humidity of it all made it so because we were so far back from the actual fireworks itself it sort of put, and because there wasn't a breath of wind, um, so it did sort of restrict in a certain way some of the fireworks just because of the smoke coming off, mm, sort of right. heading towards us, but but not enough to, to mar it in any way whatsoever. Um, that, again, if anybody gets a chance to do that experience, um, I can't recommend that one enough. That was very special. The... Um, when when the music starts playing on the boat, 
because apparently they used to actually pipe the music through. You know the uh, the boat that comes around uh, and it tows the um, the big barges with the big lights on and oh, and oh the yeah the the um, the white the water pageant the electric exactly. water pageant. Yeah. So they used to actually pipe. Everybody used to they used to park that near where all the boats parked up to watch it. Uh, and and they used to pipe it the music through there. Okay. But then the quality of sound wasn't brilliant, obviously. So now each boat individually is actually wired up um, right, right. in sync with the music. So each boat has its own music now, um, and 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 it was very very special. Um, we um, we uh, obviously we were on the boat with Sean and Stuart. And and to share that it was a magical moment. It really was a magical moment to share with them. Um, we enjoyed it a great deal. Um, Absolutely. Really, really... All right. Um, so let's talk, uh, you know, our normal sort of wrap-up questions here. Say you're talking to another dad who's considering a somewhat similar experience. Let, let's, you know, other than Dan Hall, I don't know that we got somebody else who's going to be looking at doing quite exactly the same experience. But let's let's take it from the perspective of somebody who's looking to to celebrate a special, you know, family uh, celebration like a wedding. Um, what's what's one bit of advice that you would share that either you think uh, would would make it easier for them or on the other side of things that you wish you had known before you did this because it would have made it easier for you? Um, I, I think the one thing I would say is get advice from people that have done it before. Um, I, I genuinely feel that um, they, Stuart and Sean benefited from the fact being that myself and Joanne had done a similar kind of wedding, um, so that helped. Um, so, so definitely don't be scared to ask questions, ask advice, um, because when you organise something from such a great distance away um it's not a case of you can't just nip to the venue and check something and everything like that right it's sure. always a good idea to, to always a good idea to go preloaded with the questions that other people may have forgotten to ask and then regretted afterwards so yeah that would be my first thing always check advice and secondly don't be scared to move away from off-site for certain parts of it like i say the wedding the wedding is we we that part of it thousands of pounds were saved through doing certain aspects of it that are expensive within Disney, but then other things within Disney actually are very special and are not so bad. So so yeah, de- definitely don't be scared to to step away from Disney for certain parts. Sure. That's great advice and very helpful, I'm sure. If nothing else, certainly save some people a lot of money. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, all right. And then uh, the, the sort of last piece we always like to wrap or that I always like to, to wrap with is um, I think every trip has its moment, right? I mean, every trip has has lots of them, but there's one moment that will always be that thing that that as soon as as you know, you see this photo or or think of this image, it, it will instantly create that connection to this particular trip uniquely from any other trip you've taken so what what's that moment from from this one because i know there's a lot that that it could be right a lot of things that it could be because there are lots of unique first things here but what's the one that's going to be that instant trigger when somebody says you know summer 2019 trip 
I, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to take two. I can't <laughs> take one. Cheater. To take one. I'm going to have to take two. The first one is seeing Stuart and Sean on the wedding day, both marrying the love of the life and the 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 love that surrounded them from everywhere. Um, that for me was definitely a a, a high point of the um, holiday. Sure. Uh, the second one would be Ella and her interaction with Cinderella. Oh. Uh, I didn't go into that in a great deal before, but her interaction with Cinderella was so very special. And the actual photographer, you know, when the for the my photo pass, the yeah. photographer with Cinderella took seventy five photos. Wow! Uh, I know exactly. You know, you're used to seeing four or five, and occasionally you'll see ten and eleven. But no, seventy five photos because the interaction was so very special, oh. and the Cinderella went out of her way to make it very special. So those are the two things for me that will stick. Don't get me wrong; there are hundreds of other ones. You know, and 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 um, but for me, the two things that will be, like you say, twenty nineteen, that will be those two things. All right. Well, Paul, thanks so much for uh, staying up <laughs> and and uh, having this conversation with us, and I appreciate you being available on relatively short notice to to get this on record because I really think that everybody is going to appreciate hearing about it and learning from your experience. It's always a pleasure, and to think, and it always runs over, Aaron. Whenever I talk, it always seems to go on for ages. So, well, so does your so does your trip. So you yeah, know, I, I, you, you, you get a two week trip. I, I think it, it's okay to run over a little bit. One little spark of inspiration is at the heart of all creation. Right at the start of everything that's new. One little spark lights up for you. notes what delightful melodies those will make i love these flights of fancy searching the countryside for sounds colors ideas anything that sparks the imagination a sunbeam that's a good one everything that i can collect can inspire amazing and marvelous new ideas and you never know what kind of figment you may come up with Here's my favorite. Two tiny wings, eyes big and yellow. Horns of a steer, but a lovable fella. From head to tail, he's royal purple pigment. And there, voila, you've got a figment. A figment of imagination.